0: The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. Heinemann is a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann is dedicated to teachers. I'm Brad from Heinemann. This week on the Heinemann Podcast, how do we create a culture for our classrooms that can last a full school year? Sonia Cherry-Paul and Dana Johansson are co-authors of Flip Your Writing Workshop and Teaching Interpretation and are currently finishing up their third book, which is due out in the spring of 2019. Both Sonia and Dana want to help teachers build learning communities that propel students' growth as readers, help them view the world through multiple lenses, and skillfully integrate digital resources. I started our conversation by asking Sonia about how to set the tone for the school year. We're at the beginning of the school year. We're in a place where we're starting to think about the whole year. How do we create a tone or culture that will last the full school year and not just the first few weeks of school?
1: I think teachers can really consider how they can establish a positive and productive tone throughout the year in a couple of different ways. One way is through their choices for read-alouds. And I think Dana and I have always tried to make deliberate choices around our read-alouds, especially as we get to know our students. And so some of those choices are to really help create that culture you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of one text, Each Kindness by Jacqueline Woodson, is a great text Mm -hmm. that really helps students think about what sort of space are we creating together in this classroom? How do we want to treat one another? And another text is a new one by Jacqueline Woodson, actually. Harbor Me is another great text to use, specifically with middle school students, to create that tone that we want to stretch across the entire school year. And I think digital texts are another choice that teachers can think about, and we certainly love using them.
2: One of my favorites is called Girl's First Ski Jump. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's such a great one. It's, uh, it has a girl who's on the ski jump and she's terrified. She talks to herself a little bit and encourages herself to find that courage to persevere and, and to take that big jump that big leap and that's that's an easy one to find online to use with your students and really set that great tone at the beginning of the school year yeah that this is a space where we're going to take risks as readers and we're going to take risks
1: as writers and those risks are going to lead to some really um, great growth across the year. So I think read-alouds and the deliberate choices we make around that are important. And as we continue to get to know our students, this is an opportunity for us to continue to diversify our libraries. And I think oftentimes teachers come in with a set, you know, collection of texts that they want to share with students. But we really want to be thinking about ways to expand the canon, so to speak, so that we are really really speaking to the students that are before us, the specific students that are before us and their diverse needs and their unique interests in the classroom.
0: Sonia, tell me a little bit about what digital readers notebooks are.
1: So another way to get to know our students as readers is to invite them to create a digital readers notebook and think about the traditional notebooks that students use. They're usually the marble, black and white notebooks oh, yeah. and yeah our, <laughs> some teachers yeah. give kids a handout with a you know author a genre title date and they create a log mm-hmm. that they then keep in a binder and can flip to when they want to see what their students are reading But um, when we invite students to create a digital reader's notebook, they get to engage with platforms like Padlet, or they could even use a Google Doc. And what they're doing is basically creating a wall that scrolls across the entire school year of the text that they're reading. And these are texts that they have read Outside of the classroom, mm-hmm. that they're reading in the classroom. And the kids can do really cool things with this, such as bring in a cover of the book instead of typing out the title and the author's name. They can include the date that they read it and finished it. They can, you know, do the typical things that teachers might ask students to do in their readers' notebooks. They can do on a digital reader, in their digital reader's notebooks, such as write a post about a character or a theme or symbolism. And what happens over the year is that teachers really get to see their students' reading identities develop. They'll get to see their students taking risks mm-hmm. and reading longer books or different genres than they started reading in September because of the work we've been doing in the classroom that may have been an invitation for them to try fantasy when Mm -hmm. they've never tried fantasy Mm -hmm. before. And having it in a digital platform means that it's not only at the teacher's fingertips, but it is at our students' fingertips as well.
2: And one of the ways that I love to have my students access these Padlets is by creating a QR code that's personalized for each student and then creating a display in the classroom. So if you're using iPads, for example, then other students can just go up and, and scan the QR code and then automatically get to that Padlet. and see so many book recommendations and so many thoughtful connections and discussions about books and students can then respond to each other and interact with each other's notebooks and when you see them develop across the school year Mm -hmm. you can't even believe it. I mean (laughs) at the beginning they're posting maybe about their summer reading that sort of thing and then as they're learning strategies for writing about books and talking about books with their peers you'll Mm -hmm. see their entries expand Mm -hmm. you'll see them become really creative um, take (laughs) shelfies you know when they're holding (laughs) up the book and it's, it's just great so by the end of the school year they have just this huge, huge um, reader's notebook with all of their thoughts, and they can see really, you know, how much they've grown as readers. And then we can conference with students and and work with them
1: to help them see some patterns in mm-hmm. their own digital readers' notebooks, such as, oh, you really enjoy reading about strong female characters, or social justice issues is mm-hmm. re- something that's really important to you. I I can tell by looking across your wall because you've read, you know, The Crazy Man by Pamela Porter, and you've read March, and you've read all of these books so that means that this is something that's important to you and then as teachers we get to make really great specific recommendations for books as we get to know our students in that way.
0: Dana tell me a little bit more about a tool you like throughout the school year called Flipgrid.
2: Flipgrid is awesome. It's um, a vlog, which means it's a blog where students can post video, and the students love it because you know it feels a little bit like social media tools that they're used to. But it's a very safe classroom-friendly environment that you can create with your students. And basically, at the beginning of the school year, you can invite students to post about you know books that they've read in the past, they've loved, perhaps their summer reading. And there they are, live and in person, (laughs) giving this, you know, talk in a video. And other students can then, of course, see and respond to their posts and Flipgrid. And it just builds this incredible community. One of the things that we love doing across the school year is encourage our students to create book talks, okay, which Mm -hmm. is a very short pitch you know, talking about a book so that others can hopefully pick that book up, too. And um, it's amazing to see on their faces across the school year. You can see their confidence growing as readers, because it's right there. It's right there. You can see how much they've grown. It's a really awesome tool for those of you who want to get involved with technology. I really encourage you. So in
1: September, rather than asking students to write a reflection about a book they read and loved over the summer, you could, again, ask students to create a Flipgrid about their summer reading and students are then able to really just hear from each other and it's a way to just make reading electric in the classroom I find Mm -hmm. when we're bringing in these digital tools Mm -hmm. because the kids are engaging with them and as Dana said it it does mimic some of the social media tools that Mm -hmm. kids are using so it makes sense for teachers to think about safe ways to bring that experience into the classroom because it just heightens their engagement and makes it exciting for them.
2: It does. And and other students can respond and say thumbs up. And it's it's just, it's great.
1: And then later in the school year, you
2: might have students mm-hmm. use
1: Flipgrid in their book clubs. Right. And that's always fun.
2: Absolutely. It's a great tool for book clubs to use because they can get together and they can post and create their individual unique book club identities that way. And then they can see what other book clubs are reading and. It's, it's a wonderful way to connect everyone in the classroom. Yeah.
0: Tonya and Dana, tell me about what you're working on next.
1: We have had an exciting journey thinking through book clubs. And it's been something that we've been thinking about for a long time. I mean, I, I remember five years ago, Dane and I saying, you know, it'd be awesome. <laughs> yes. We should write a book called The Best Book Clubs Ever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and like, We just lived with that feeling for so long because it is, I think, truly one of the areas in our classrooms that we love the most. And I think that You know, what we want to challenge educators to do is to think about ways to breathe new life Mm -hmm. into book clubs that really excite kids and make them want to read more Mm -hmm. and more and more. And I think sometimes we get bogged down in kids responding and writing in response to books and creating long written pieces, and we get bogged down in rules and procedures and expectations. And, you know, Dana and I have been thinking about the book clubs we've been a part of and why we love them. Mm -hmm. And those book clubs experiences didn't have rules, and we didn't have jobs or roles. And while some teachers have experienced success with some of those methods, it's been our experience that eventually that peters out, Mm -hmm. and then the kids are just sort of I don't know. It feels like school. It feels like school. It does we feel like We wanted to bring the
2: joyful experience of adult book clubs or, you know, many, many different types of club experiences, mm-hmm. not just books, you know, a team, team sports and all of that. We wanted that that feeling of the team and the club and that right. joy. And we want to honor the yeah. the
1: authentic ways that kids communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. We wanted to honor the authentic ways in which kids communicate. So if you've ever been Driving a car or a van with four or five kids in it, there is a lot going on in that back seat, and yet somehow each kid comes out of the car knowing exactly what happened. And I think that's kind of what our classrooms are like. You know, we have, I think, a different sort of understanding about kids and the ways in which they operate than Mm -hmm. maybe we've been thinking about in the past. And it is a bit chaotic and it is a bit noisy. And I think we want teachers to sort of lean into that and not be afraid that learning isn't happening. Mm -hmm. Because you might have one student who is on a blog during a club meeting and two kids are thumbing through a book and another kid is maybe writing something on a post-it and from the outside looking in, it might look like, okay, they're not all looking at each other. Mm -hmm. They're not all listening, you know, to the one speaker at Mm -hmm. a time. But if we're really being honest, that's just not how kids function. And if we want book clubs to be the space where kids get excited about reading and they want the book club to last even outside of the classroom experience, then we have to loosen the reins Mm -hmm. and just sort of, you know, rethink what book clubs look Mm. like in in classrooms.
0: So we're at the very start of the new school year. If you could give us one piece of advice, one nugget, about book clubs that we could take into the school year with us, what would that one nugget be, knowing that there's a full book of this coming out in the spring?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think probably the one nugget would be the importance of ownership and choice. Donalyn Miller, Lucy Calkins, there have been a lot of educators who have been talking about the importance of ownership and choice, particularly in relation to independent reading. Mm -hmm. And we like to see that happening in book clubs as well. So maybe not the entire class is in a historical fiction book club because you know you have students for whom historical fiction is not their favorite it's okay mm-hmm. for one club to be in a fantasy book club, while maybe another club, they're reading non-fiction books about mm-hmm. sports. And another club, maybe they're reading verse novels. And again, what we want teachers to really think about is sort of dropping the reins
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and putting the emphasis on a joyful reading experience. Mm-hmm.
0: My thanks to Sonia and Dana for their time today. We're excited to share more about Sonia and Dana's newest book in the coming months. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to learn more. And to connect with the authors, be sure to check out the links of their website, Facebook page, and Twitter accounts via our blog at blog.heineman.com. Thanks for listening.